Hello, everybody. This is Colin Parker, and you're listening to The Bad Pen Pal. The Bad Pen Pal is a show that's all about how I'm not very good at communication and keeping up with people, but I am good at podcasting, so I bring all my friends on here, and it's just my excuse to talk to them. Um, And joining us this week is one of my oldest friends, uh, Dylan Brockway. Hello, Dylan. Hello. I'm one of Colin's oldest friends. I've been a... I'll be 86 in July. <laughs> You're not going to be 86. Very exciting month. Um, so Dylan and I... And have... this is good pen pals gone wild. <laughs> <laughs> so Dylan and I have known each other for a very, very long time since basically Dylan being born. Um, uh, our families... My my mom went to high school with his parents. Um, my mom, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, good old Alvin Brockway... And uh, Renita, well, I guess back then she was Renita Rainier, you know, going to, uh, now I can't remember the name of the school, Suitland? Suitland High School. Suitland High School. And then uh, when allegedly. we were kids- Allegedly. We were, allegedly. Then when we were kids, we were like forced to be friends, basically. I really, I really liked you. I really did. No, I know, I know, I know. You know, it's that thing of like, you know, you know, because our parents were going to places, we had to go to places. And then oh, we were just, we were lucky that we got along very well. Yeah, we saw each other pretty consistently. It was probably for the first- uh, 15 years or so we saw each other once a year yeah and that seemed like such a you know when you're that age it seems like such an eternity you know you're it's such whenever adults would say like oh it's just a year away you know next right. year you'd be like what <laughs> exactly next you're like, year dog that is forever i don't know if that's gonna happen i don't know if that's gonna come around part of it though is i think school you know like when you're a kid school feels like it goes on for forever oh you know well i just like our our, uh, our fathers and our father's fathers i didn't mess around <laughs> Mess around with the school too much. No, I feel you. School um, never got in my way, at least. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Dylan, um, let's talk a little bit, a little bit more in depth, obviously, on this topic here. So, you and Dylan. I, you, you, you were talking about though, how for fifteen years, basically, it was like once a year for like the, uh, like the day after, or maybe two days after Christmas. The as they call themselves, the District Heights Gang, which uh, they tried to roll deep. Uh, yeah, second generation was a little bit more dangerous, I think. But um, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, and I, we'll call it a holiday get together. We were all politically correct about it, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, no, that's we, where my heart was right, at, at least. Right, right, right. But well, we used to get together, old, and like the kids would kind of go off and do their own thing. Um, so it'd be like you, Katie, Carrie, Haley, and sometimes Adam. So Adam sometimes, like Adam, was just old enough that he'd be like, "No, I'm." I'm I'm going to hang out with the adults. I have a lot of, I have a lot of love and adver- admiration for those young ladies. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, no. Um, but you know who I have more admiration for? is John Katie Campbell. and Carrie's dad. <laughs> John Campbell. John oh, yeah. Campbell, a fucking legend. John Campbell, hey, if you're listening, I'm pretty He's sure not. you are. I'm pretty sure you're a fan. He's busy. Uh, yeah, no, the man's always busy. But John Campbell is the fucking man. That's all, that's all you got to know. First of all, yeah. let's start. Just a brief description heartthrob hasn't <laughs> aged a day in the last 30 years um strong silent type mm-hmm. i don't know if he talks too much i personally never talked to him before and uh, i'll introduce <laughs> myself one day uh someday i hope to meet him he sounds pretty great enough about them that was the past this that was the past the, this is the fact that was the past <laughs> that colorblind motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> he really is color, and I had no idea he was so genetically uh, inferior. But, uh, 
He can't. Uh, his, he doesn't process color. It's so bad because here's the thing, though. Like when our parents were kids, we'll move on past the parents in a second. But this story they're is, not my parents. Is the funniest thing. Well, like I'm not part know. of the bloodline or anything. Well, but the thing is, like you know, the thing about them though is that back then, like colorblindness was just like not really like I guess known very well because they were taking yeah. that test and they all thought that he was joking around. They were like, stop being an idiot. Like, I read the number. Told us about that. Yeah. And he was like, there is no number in well, this Well, not circle. only did, it was so undiagnosed or, or infrequently diagnosed that not only had did they have no clue, but he had pretty much no clue. He had no idea. No idea that he was colorblind. Um, hello. You can't tell anything apart. Oh, you can't tell anything apart. Oh, sorry. I hit the Just table. I did invite uh, some uh, whiskey to the table today as well. Yeah. You know, that's actually fun. This is the first one of these shows that I've uh, taped with um, any kind of libations. <laughs> libations. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm, I'm not familiar fancy. with that word, actually. Libations? Yeah. Isn't that the word? Oh, man. Am I just making up wrong words? Oh, I hope libation. I'm literally about to look this up. We're going uh, to have our interns look into that and uh, see if that's a true, real word. Uh, my name is Dylan Brockway. I don't believe in sleep. And I think that if you keep a good head and you always carry an extra light bulb, that you'll be uh, just fine. Just fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah. No, but, okay. Enough of, enough of the first generation, the... The, the generation that's on its way out. <laughs> yeah, dead no, and gone. No, but like... <laughs> okay, no, we're, we're good, we're good. Uh, well, here's the thing. There's two different versions, by the way. The intern just handed me this uh, printed out piece of paper. Thank Libations, you, Stuart. Hey, what'd you say? I uh, was thanking Stuart. Oh, yeah, yeah, no. Stuart does pretty good work. All right, Could go back. close the door? Go back to your... Yeah, go back to your corner. Close the door! Thank you, Stuart. God, so ungrateful, right? Anyway, uh... It, libations is either a drink poured out as an offering to a deity or just simply an alcoholic beverage. I'll drink to that. Libations. Yeah, libations. Cheers, hey, cheers. Libations. <laughs> I never knew my father. <laughs> it's from Finding Nemo, but uh, different accent. It's a, it's a very good movie. It's, a, it's an American classic, I would say. Um, no, but so here's the thing about the second generation of Goodness. the DHG, right? Don't. What do you say? Don't, don't, <laughs> don't. No, stop that right there. I don't even like to be associated with any of those. I know, people. no, I know. Same. Except Jess and John Campbell. This one is out to you, fellas. Uh, no, for me, this one goes out to Alvin and John. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, so, and you know, hey, this one also goes out to Katie and Carrie Campbell. Alvin, if you're listening, sleep this one off, man. <laughs> You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but the, the thing is that then we ended up becoming, I think, better friends than they pretty much ever were because, uh, well, okay, maybe that's a little harsh, but I mean, like, they were all very good friends when they were sort of forced to be around each other every single day. Oh, and, you know, once also you kind of become a person, too. Like, there's that moment when you're a teenager and you, like, realize you're, like, a separate mm -hmm. individual. And it happens at different points, but when you really start to round out your actual identity, not just, like, a product of your family or your environment, oh. you know, but be, you become an individual, you know. And that happened during the teenage years. Like, that's what the phases are, trying to figure all that stuff out. But we realized that, like, oh, we're not just forced to be friends. We actually get along. Right. But we lived in different states. Yeah. <laughs> but not that we let that stop us. No, because on. once once driver's licenses and stuff like that became a thing. Again, I didn't let that get in the way. <laughs> 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 no, but we all started hanging out. Um, and Getting a little drunk. Uh, a little bit. There are... Uh, there's, unfortunately, I think almost, like, too many, like, text messages between, like, 
us and like other like mutual friends of ours of us having been like drinking in the Krause, um family uh, uh, hot, hot tub. tub. But also like you're yeah. not supposed to drink while you're in a hot tub, and we'd just be. In a hot tub, like you're not drink. supposed to be in a hot tub when the family's not home either. That's also <laughs> true. We definitely we didn't break in necessarily. Like, we had they access were of, codes. They were out of town. They were out of town. But like we had like we had like essentially keys. No, everything he was told keypad. Us come by. He yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, like Adam, I don't know. I mean, Adam probably is not listening to this. Adam, podcast. if you're listening, go to Hillary Clinton's website and tell me that it wouldn't be that it would be just this bad. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, but no, but moving like, along, yeah, mo- moving right along. My name is Dylan Brockway and I don't believe in sleep. And I, I think that, uh, <laughs> I, I think, think that, that if you, you never learn to light bulb on your, on your, I think that if you never learn to read that it, uh, nothing really affects or gets in the way of your true, uh, unbridled enthusiasm <laughs> of your imagination. Um, so we started though, hanging out though, all the time we used to do like bowling. Like, and we'll be doing our ASMR thing. Uh, at oh, the yeah. end, the segment will be at the very end. Yeah, yeah. So if you're the AS, if you're here for the ASMR portion, uh, you can fast forward to uh, the mark in which there's 20 minutes left on the on the podcast. And oh, it's that's a 20 minute segment. Yeah, it's a 20 minute. Stuart, segment. have a hefty libation and come over here. And get ready to make some uh, mouth sounds. <laughs> <laughs> some mouth sounds. With that, platonically. Can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Do you think that all talking is just mouth sounds, though? Uh, I think most of my coworkers talking is mouth sounds. I, I well, uh, you know, um, they say ninety percent of all communication is nonverbal, right? Yeah. It's all a lot of the the. Uh, you know, it's, it's very much, or, or it's it's not in the words. Ninety percent of the communication, it's mm. in your inflection, it's in your tone, your facial, you know, movements, expression, oh. your bodily. You, you've heard that though, right? I think. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think words matter too much. So most people I encounter, I don't really listen to them speak. <laughs> Another waste of time. I'm serious. Oh, I'm so serious. To kind of gauge him out. Hmm. He hmm. seems depressed. Can't, can't wait till his story is <laughs> Oh, that's is a mirror. Done. Oh, You're like, can't wait till that story is done so I can one-up it. I like, That's what I love about society is like, they're like, oh, man. Not that your story is not great, but like, I'm going to tell you a better story because I'm a part of it. That's what everyone does. Oh, I love when someone, uh, <laughs> I love when someone talks about some heartbreaking and the people, you know, self-centered Westerners tend to be like, oh, I'll connect. I'll t- change the subject completely and tell a painful story about myself yeah no 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 that's not what we were talking about i'm in pain in this moment right yeah yeah oh <laughs> you so him slapped my microphone <laughs> sorry about that mate we'll get to your trouble later let's focus on me for now <laughs> um oh the west was the worst thing that ever happened to this universe it just discovered a new planet it's just forming a little baby planet Way mm-hmm. out in the distant, 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 distant view of our galaxy. And I'm thinking of buying some property out there. Mm-hmm. Lakefront. Maybe. Are there lakes out there? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> He's still a baby. <laughs> He's still a baby. We'll know when he grows up. Absolutely. Big lakes. Big lakes. That's what I, that's what I like, you know? I like them big lakes. Well, you know, you buy, a, uh, you buy uh, land on a, a small planet and... Uh, that land grows. That land saying. expands. Oh, yeah. Talk about appreciation and market value. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the Louisiana Purchase, right? It'll be worth nearly 400 million American U.S. dollars in the year 3026. Hey, it's great because the U.S. dollar is just so strong right now. In Costa Rica, it's doing quite well. <laughs> Um, Maybe we shouldn't have uh, invited the uh, libations to this party hour. 
Are, is, are the libations hitting you? The libations are flowing, I'll tell you that. Really? And it was pretty hot libation because it's melting pretty quick. i got to get it all That's down. so true. It is, okay, in, in your defense, though, like the heat index right now is 102 degrees as we're recording this. Like, it is unbelievably hot outside. Um, Ooh, and that's been goodness. your weather. So back to you in the studio, Carl. Stuart. <laughs> and you're not getting paid for that job either. Yeah. Oh, actually, I apologize. I did look it up just because I was curious. 96, but feels like... Take a guess. What do you think it feels like outside? It's only 96 now. We got out of lunch and it was uh, about 100 degrees. But I'll say it feels like... We'll, we'll say... I'll say 104. Feels like 107. Oh, my gosh. See, I knew it was going to be higher than 102 once you, once you got surprised. By yeah, it. once I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that is... Oh, shit. I must say that's impressive that um, if you think about it, you know, if you think about impressive, you want to talk about significant. Uh-huh. Um, human beings have been on this. Uh, human beings have been on this planet for such a short amount of time, and uh, in that small, small amount of time since the industrial revolution, we have destroyed a whole entire planet. <laughs> and I think that that's something noble, or at least they think it's something noble because they're hard at work doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop talking about politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll move on. Thank you for joining us for politics. But climate corner. change is real. It's not an opinion thing. Okay. No. Yeah. No. For Everyone real. in America has gotten so messed up with this. I'm entitled to my opinion, even if they're just reciting facts that are wrong. And so they'll be like, "I believe climate change is real. I don't believe in climate change, just like I don't believe in your theory about gravity. You could always have an opinion. It could just be wrong. Like that's where these flat earthers got so emboldened." Now, okay, here's my question. What what led to, I mean, we may not know the answer, and that's fine, but what led to this all of a sudden resurgence of flat earth bullshit? Are we allowed to? Yeah, 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 you can fucking curse all you want on this show. Goodness gracious, this is a family program, and I'd actually go on. It's not a family program, but this is not a family program. This is not even a program. We're having libations on the program. As far as I'm concerned, this is not a program. This is all allegedly, it's just just as much as the high school. Allegedly, it's just libations. Just like they say you're supposed to go to high school. It's a law or something. But, um, well. Flat earther? Oh, yeah, you were (laughs) cursing. It got me all thrown off. I haven't cursed. It's probably the longest I've gone without cursing. I'm very surprised. I'm very proud of you. you you've, you've done a really good job of keeping it. Oh, yeah. like, I just remembered reading the Bible. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. It's just the fact that you were like, oh, man, I haven't cursed in a while. I've just remembered reading the Bible. Ooh, Here's right. a question for you. This might be controversial, and I apologize to our listeners who may be. If you want me to pick of... a favorite, I'll say Leviticus. It's the most <laughs> down to earth, no, 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 no. well rounded book. <laughs> no, this is my question. You know the the Bible obviously he wants portrays to touch the carcass things. of a pig. Yeah, no, the the Bible Not portrays mucus. everything as very like straightforward and like everything is very like, for lack of a better term, kosher. Oh, yeah, the Bible's so straightforward. Oh no, you know what I'm saying. Like what I mean is like all of the anytime someone it's is been speaking, left open for interpretation. Good. Sir. Oh no, for sure, for sure. But what I mean more of is like when any anytime you hear like a quote or over here, whenever you read a quote, right, of someone said this, right. And you're how, reading it in Latin, right? How often do you think that someone was really just like dropping the f bomb? You know what I mean? <laughs> what? Like, here's what I'm saying. Like, do you think, like, Pontius Pilate was like, oh, no, no, I washed my hands of this, right? Or do you think Pontius Pilate was like, yo, y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> this is this is shitty what you're doing, and I'm going to be He's no like, part of it. Got his hands in the sink trying to get the blood off his hands. He's like, I ain't going down for this motherfucker right <laughs> Exactly. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, here's the thing. Do you think that, like, 
Do you ever think that they were getting like crazy? Do you think Judas was like, yo, this motherfucker right here talking he about his, Jesus? He washed his hands and sealed his fate mm-hmm. as the um, Rolling Stones song puts it. Uh, the ASMR section is not for later. Stop. Don't, don't do those mouth sounds. Sorry, sir. But you ever think that there was a moment there he thought, yeah, I could really get away with this. Maybe. <laughs> you mean Pontius Pilate yeah. or Judas? No, everybody. Like, this could really, this really <laughs> seems like it's, it might go really well. Yeah. Here's the, the thing. R- the Romans were a rambunctious bunch, though, back then. The, yo, for real. You know, I, I will say this. Okay, we'll move on past the Bible in a second because. A lot like, of people don't realize how unspecial the crucifix thing was. People got crucified all the time. Yeah, it, no, that is actually very I get very crucified true. at work every time I show up three and a half hours late. <laughs> Um, no, but the, the the best thing about the Bible, so like, you know, I I think if anyone's listened to this program before, they know that I went to uh, Loyola University, New Orleans, um, where they're not like, Represent. they don't necessarily, they don't necessarily like force any sort of like major like religious belief on you, but they do make you go to one Christian religion related course and one world religion course, right? And so... Oh yeah, like that's balanced. Yeah, I know, for real. But the thing is like, you know, I went to... Um, a class in which it was about uh, reading the New Testament as literature. So it was actually about like analyzing the text of it, right? As opposed to... God God might get the... uh, Here's the second runner-up next to Bob Dylan for literature last year. (laughs) God was like, Mr. By This Much. They were talking to God. They were like, nah, it's good shit. It's good shit. It's good shit, but there's a little bit too much homophobic shit in that First Testament. It's kind of long. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I I didn't write the First Testament, all right? That was some societal issues from back then. You kind of lost me. It's kind of long. Kind of long. Revelations. I mean, what the fuck is up with that? Walking away. Why were there so many prostitutes in there? I know. So it is, you know, there are actually an insane amount of prostitutes in that book. Um, but here's the thing. Um, when you look at, um, and here's the thing, again, I don't even agree with that term, right? Because mm-hmm. nowadays you say sex workers because that's the appropriate term. But I'm saying like that prostitutes is like the term that they would use or they would use, um, shit, what's the other word that they would use? They would, they, he had, they had two different words. I think, uh, we don't have to talk about my profession right now. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I don't go to where you work and knock the license plate <laughs> out of your hand. <laughs> and knock the what? License <laughs> Do I, I guess I work at the DMV now, I guess. I don't know. Well, um, they're aware of your time in the penitentiary if they're loyal followers. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's right. For the season one was recorded in the middle of a jailhouse. Wholesome prison, absolutely. That's why I was a pen pal, right? Because you know you can't, you have to have a pen pal in order to keep in touch with the outside world and to give the hits that you want. By on the people way, who've been talking way, shit on the streets, writing your letters like, by the way, Alex, please send a naked picture at least one of yourself. <laughs> I am a lonely man. <laughs> Um, and my punk mate just got shanked yesterday, so I have the space all to myself for the next month or so. Um, no, but like, so here's here's my question though. I, I realize that I got very off topic here, but was there a topic? I, I guess there isn't really a topic. I mean, that's the the joy of this show, right? You know, we just sort of let it fly. Originally, I was trying to have a format on this show, but it was like it wasn't working. You know, you got you have to make it loosey goosey and have it based off of the person that you're with. Now our friend here has. Uh, now our friend here does have a. Uh, uh, a lot of podcast series going right now. Uh-huh. You're in the um, now, Colin. Tell me, you are in the um, the uh, industry of podcasts. And how many do you have going right now that are on the air right now? Uh, three and a half. I know that sounds weird, but like, there's one where I produce it, but I don't. Really, I'm not. It's not really my show. 
There's a show for Loyola still called EQ&A. That's the half show. See, and those are very structured. The most structured, I'd say, would be the um, the myth takes. I'd I'd say that'd be my opinion as a listener. But this is more of a a freestyle as I perform uh, multiple breaststrokes. Uh, yeah, I don't know sure what more, that is. This is more of a freestyle. This show is uh, unscripted, uncensored yeah. content. I agree, um, but and, and you know that's the th- that's the thing is that you know you have to base all your stuff around the person that you're you're. Doing the show with you know what I mean because like that's why this everyone... has been nonsensical up to this point. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean that's the thing. Whenever you and I have conversations, a lot of our discussion is nonsensical. Oh, At least we're speaking somewhat sentences. Like a well, lot of our yeah, speech yeah. to each other is just like not actually English. Well, do you remember? Um, do you remember a few years ago? I brought a friend to uh, to to meet you, and uh, she had a hard time keeping up with our conversations. And uh, I remember. Us laughing uncontrollably, and you couldn't stop laughing. And uh, she said, all I caught was something about the Geneva Convention. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, but see, that's the thing. is like, we have a lot of things. I mean, okay, there were there are times where, like, we'll just divulge into sentences that are just different catchphrases, essentially, that we've had over the years, and we're stringing them together. And some of them aren't even our own. Like, we'll just say Aladdin, which is from, uh, was that The Dictator? Is that the name the of the movie? Dictator. Yeah, the yeah. Dictator, so, which is a much more relevant uh, movie now than it was before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but, like, you know, it, we, something that makes you <laughs> laugh frequently, though, is, like, is I will just reenact the scene of, like, you have tested HIV, Aladdin, and then the whole, I, I can't describe to you Talk in media format. Talk about 90% but like, of the communication. I mean, that's all physical. I, yeah, that is all, all physical. All face. All of that moment is like, because, you now, know. Of course, we you can watch Colin's face as he reenacts this uh, um, this scene. You can watch, we do have our webcam running, and you can watch that on www.aladdin.aladdin. <laughs> Backslash geocities.com. Yeah. Um, I'm bringing, we're bringing. I could directly connect Jar Jar Binks to the 1993 attempted World Trade Center bombings of New York City. <laughs> forward slash gov. Forward slash gov. Jar Jar Binks was an evil man, an evil, evil man. He really I, was. I don't know if the, anybody listening, or if there's anybody listening, or if this will be put on the air. I don't know if anybody knows about Jar Jar Binks, but uh, or uh, some people. How call much it do we really know about Jar Jar Binks? You some know, some people call it a conspiracy, but other people uh, a little bit more. Some don't call it a comeback. Well, more more people it certainly isn't. Yeah, if you if you look to any smarter, wiser person, you know they could probably tell you that Jar Jar Binks was uh, involved and was instrumental in the destabilization of the universe in Star Wars. What are you laughing for? <laughs> I thought we were going to be able to talk about what I wanted to seriously talk about. Uh, my name is Dylan Brockway, and I, I'd like to tell you why I came on the air here to tell you that. Um, um, as most of the wiser ones in the room here know, uh, not Stuart, yeah. is that uh, Jar Jar Binks actually was a Sith Lord. And uh, as a Sith Lord, he, from the very beginning of episode one, the prequels, uh, um, the documentaries, footage that they found from earlier, um, <laughs> it, became, it became very, um, very clear to people really observing that Jar Jar Binks uh, knew exactly what he was doing. Oh, he was maniacal the whole time. You never see a Gungan jump like that, that that uh, acrobatic 20-foot jump into the yeah. air before he, he took a dive. Yeah. You only ever see Star Wars, in the Star Wars universe, you only ever see Jedi doing that. Yeah, 20-foot vertical leaps, that's usually a sign of some sort of force-sensitive thing. There's even a martial arts that looks like you're off uh, form. or it, Isn't it, that called like drunk monkey or yeah, something Yeah, they like that? call it drunk, drunk something fighting. It's an uh, Eastern... Um, 
We're going to have Stuart, Stuart look that up. Yeah, Stuart, can you um, look that up? But, uh, you know, he does show that fighting style during the um, during the fight between these, those little droids and uh, and the Gungan civilization. And I don't, that was on the planet of Naboo and the plains of Naboo. And uh, I think he showed all too much his capability as a secret Jedi, uh, I'm sorry, Sith, uh, yeah, yeah, Sith yeah. Lord. Uh, th- thank you, Stuart. Uh, Stuart has handed me a slip of paper. It is indeed called the Drunken Monkey. Uh, the Drunken Monkey form or Drunken Monkey pole form of Kung Fu is a Chinese martial art and one of the variations of the monkey style. Um, so there you have it. He cast he cast one of the deciding votes that gave uh, Chancellor Palpatine almost unlimited power. And This is how democracy dies. <laughs> With thunders of applause. applause. Natalie Portman, if you're listening. <laughs> hey, Natalie, actually, true fact, uh, Natalie Portman is a big fan of the show. So, Natalie, thanks for listening. Big fan of yours. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Uh, Stuart, what was Natalie Portman's real name? She was born in, um, I believe, Israel? Mm-hmm. Stuart. Stuart. Stuart, stop fucking around. Oh, you can curse on the show. Stuart, yeah. please. <laughs> <laughs> you can curse on the show. It still doesn't say a curse word. I'm nervous. Who is Why are born so Netta Lee Hirschlag, which I think is just as catchy. <laughs> Natalie, uh, Netta, Netta, if you're listening, I looked up your last name just for you. <laughs> it's the most I've ever done for anybody. <laughs> In my but life. you know what, though? At the same time, like, what have they ever done for you? You know what I'm saying? That's a good question I should be asking myself much more is what has Natalie Portman done for me? And that is little to nothing. <laughs> Provided me with one of my first directions, maybe. But other than that. What are you doing? Uh, Why are you walking You're allowed away? to curse. I wanted to convey that to you, but I, I know, but you just like walked out, you like walked out of the studio. <laughs> forget about the cursing that this isn't uh, child content. You know, we're on after nine, so Oh yeah, yeah. Free this is us. Scavengers Network after hours. But we should not uh, resort to uh, ugly stereotypes. <laughs> Now, Tracy, it's impolite to slurp one soup. Now, for those of you not watching our live uh, simulcast on <laughs> www.net, um, Colin is uh, hitting the drink pretty hard at this point. And I, think <laughs> I am not. I think it's because of this rather stressful interview he's having where he thought, I mean, he's just looking at me. He sounds calm and collected. That's because he's a radio show host, yeah, allegedly. Right. But his face says, uh, help me, I've lost complete control. <laughs> I think my face says that at every hour of the day. Um, because I graduated from <laughs> college and then I was like, oh wait, there's no jobs on the market. And then my face went into a permanent facial expression of, oh God, someone please help me. <laughs> my, I always have that face of worry because I didn't go to college. But see, you have a great job. At all. I don't know about that too much either. I said, you have a great job and you said, at all. Oh, I didn't go to college. Oh, <laughs> uh, what well, you went to, um... God, I can never remember the name of it. Nova. I signed up for Nova classes, yes. Yeah. Well, you went to Nova classes for a while. I signed up for the Nova classes. <laughs> I I really love learning, I think, is something that I go through about... I go through... Oh, I never read one book at a time, but I, I finish one probably every half week or so. I love reading. I love learning. But something about the academia structure does not... Uh, I don't fit into it. And it uh, made furthering my academic studies and my um, my education um, much harder for me because I just didn't uh, fit into that type of structure. Testing was never um, never w- I was never really good at testing or anything, but I always loved learning. So hmm. I, I tried the Nova thing, took some history courses, and uh, and that's all. You were just talking about you like to learn, 
Absolutely. And normally I do the ad breaks in the middle, but you know what? Today we're just going to do them live on air on the simulcast. Hello, everyone. I'm glad just, you're doing it. Not yeah, for thank any you. specific reason, but you know, just like I love learning. One day I'm going to like put down the time, completely learn how to like read like good. <laughs> well, I've got some good news for you, Dylan. There is a resource for you out there called Skillshare. Skillshare? Yeah, Skillshare is an online learning Tell community. Tell me more! I'm, I'm about to. Oh. It's an online learning community with thousands of classes in design, business, technology, and more. Uh, and anyone can join the millions of members in the community uh, to learn cutting, e- uh, whoop, cutting age, cutting edge, sorry. Is this a sponsor? Yeah, it, it is. This is a sponsor? Then wow. Hey, uh, Skillshares, if you're watching, uh, please send me a pair of Skillshares. Uh, there you go. Mine well, have holes in the bottom. Here's right the now. deal, though, right? So for under $10 a month, you get access to thousands of Skillshare classes taught by the world's best Wait, teachers. how much is it? It's less than $10 a month. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that depend on the class? No, all the cl- once you have access, you have access to every single class. Oh my and God. here's the thing: each class has a project so that you can put your new skills into practice and then share your work with other community members around the world. Now I know what you're saying, Dylan. You're like, it's under ten dollars. That's actually a pretty good deal. I've got an even better deal for you, Dylan. Because you're a part of the Scavengers Network listening family here, you get two months for free. If you go to bit.ly slash skillscav, that's bit.ly slash S-K-I-L-L-S-C-A-V. Ooh, tiny URL. What's that? Tiny URL. Yeah, well, I use bit.ly. TM. TM, 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 TM. Uh, Skillshare, the skills you need to succeed. Um, and you know what? Let's talk about one more. Um, I'm gonna g- I'll let you pick this one. Do you want one, two, or three? I'll go three. Three, Okay. Uh, this is a newer one. This is from, uh, Sennheiser, Sennheiser, sorry. I don't know. I'm totally misread that word. Sennheiser is shaping the future of audio, uh, a vision built on a 70 year history of innovation and a continued drive for excellence that is woven into our company's DNA and culture. So here's a few reasons for, uh, for you to shop at Sennheiser.com. You get free shipping and return on all orders with no minimum purchase required. There is a Sennheiser for you offering high quality design and the legendary Sennheiser sound. And you get top of the line uh, wireless headphones for high quality sound anywhere you go. Uh, items will arrive within three to five days in continental U.S. with UPS. So just go to bit.ly slash scavheiser, that's S-C-A-V-H-E-I-S-E-R, to start looking for your next headphones or microphone upgrade today. Um, so that's one of our uh, newer sponsors. Uh, and we actually have a couple more coming down the pipeline. We're kind of talking with a few few more folks um, to talk about some stuff that's coming up. Um, and I want to point out that we did just get another hit on the video that I posted recently about us throwing out a couch. Uh, Lindsay Reed just said, next Spooky Spouses episode, Couches of Heck. And that is extremely funny. Family and I'm content. I'm actually looking at this Skillshare website right now. It actually looks really cool. Dude, I, I'm on Skill, uh, Skillshare. I love Skillshare. Um, it says unlimited access to over 22,000 classes. And then it says get started for free. That's pretty cool. Yeah, man. I uh, told you. With that little code there of ours. Uh, hey, and you know. What was the code? It's bit.ly slash skillscav. Oh. How do you um, spell that for real? Bit, B-I-T dot no, L-Y no, no, no. slash S-K-I-L-L, like skill, S-C-A-V. S-C-A-O, Scavengers Network. Yeah. I've heard of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, bit.ly 
bit.ly slash skillscav brings you the two months for free. And I'm actually signing up right now. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. I love that because here's the thing. Um, anytime that you use any of our links, um, it helps fund the network and, uh, anything that helps fund the network could potentially make this a full-time job for us, which is something that we would all like to do. I think every kind of creative person would prefer to have their style of art be what supports them. Um, and if we get to a point where this can become a full-time job, I don't have to have the crushing realization that there are no jobs for people like me. Uh, yeah, no, the further you can detach yourself from reality through podcasts, the better. And I think we have our teleca- uh, telethon uh, yes. next Friday, 9 yep. p.m. It's going to be in a... Uh, Hollywood Hills. It's nine to nine, 12 hours. At 12 hours, and Skillshare will be there, as I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to have... Okay, look. And I look, I'm signed up for Skillshare Premium. There you are. Boom, signed up with Facebook. Thank now, I, I didn't want to... Um, Working on double-digit friends on Facebook, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to kind of bury the lead here, but I am going to let you in on something about that telethon. We do have a very special guest coming. Who's that? We have former president... <laughs> Barack Obama dropping by. <laughs> He's going to do a dramatic reading from his favorite Shakespeare show. He's going to stop in at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, look, he told me that he'd like to be there around 11, but, like, you know how it is as a former president. Sometimes traffic is a little crazy, even with things like Air Force One and Secret Service. Like, sometimes, like, people just stop and they want to shake your hand, you know? Um, but, like... It's pretty great. Um, you know, like he, again, he, I was like, you know, don't you want to kind of give a speech? Right. But like, he was like, no, I'd, I'd really like to read some Shakespeare. And you know, so it's going to be some, some stuff like, um, uh, all that glitters is not gold. Do thine own self, uh, be true. And it must follow as the night, of the day, uh, thou canst not be, sorry, then be false to any man. Uh, let me it's be pretty clear. great. Uh, Dylan, uh, <laughs> stop interrupting me when I talk. Oh, let me be clear. Hell is empty, uh, and all the devils are in the White House. I mean, uh, are here. Huh. Whoops. Uh, Slip with duck. Trump, if you're listening, uh, I got a right hand for you right here. <laughs> um, this is our friendly reminder to you to love everybody, except bigots, right? Fuck the bigots. Not like... You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Not well, no, no. We wanted to love. We wanted to be civil, but then those Germans asked for it twice within 20 <laughs> years. And we had to show them. Now, if we had to show these people in America, we'll show them. But we want to be civil, you know? But don't mess with us. And you know, as John Mulaney once said, I don't care for these new Nazis, and you may quote me on that. I think he said so that. So I did. I think he said that twice. He did. Uh, He's quoted in the spicy memes, too. And I keep (laughs) up with the spicy memes, kids, so don't start making them about me again. I won't go through the whole story, but I will say, I would like to point out that one of my favorite moments with you was the day that you discovered memes for the first time. Oh, and that was the night with, that was the day with the waitress that was so stupid. We were in a, (laughs) we were in a 24-hour diner, and I told the woman, I said, it's, when I found out it was 24 hours, I told her, you know... It could be like a casino here, you know, uh, no one knows what time it is, you know, things flow and everything is cool, just take the windows out, no one will ever know. Take the clocks away, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I was going off on this whole thing. Somehow the waitress got fixated. She was like, yeah, but if there are no windows in here, probably get really cold. <laughs> uh, no, but like, my favorite part was like, as she left, you were like, you know what, I didn't specify. I did say if you took out the windows, you were like, 
I didn't specify like, but seriously, how did how did that how did they get that mixed around? But like that was the one part of it that they got fixated on. You're like, there's no clocks. There's no, like you could run it like just like you said. No, no, the like whole thing. No, 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 there was no excuse. I was comparing it to a casino the whole time. And they're not known for being outside. Right, right, right. <laughs> Come on, lady. But she was like, I mean, if you took out the windows, then people will be cold. And you're like, well, no. That is. Ma'am. And you just went, you went, oh, yeah, no, that's a good point. <laughs> just that's so she would walk true. away. Um, that was the waitress that very much liked you. She flirted with you every single time she was in there, even though she was, like, definitely more than twice your age. Yeah. Which, hey, you know, I'm not saying there's an issue. Those that, are the like, only, you know, that's the only age it. group that flirts with me. You know, now I'm thinking about it. I think that's kind of true for me as well. Um, but let's see. Where are we at? Okay, cool. So, Dylan, we're going to start doing the kind of wind down here. Are you Just serious? Be, serious. But, oh, but here's the reason. Oh, because it, it takes, some, takes some time to get through it, right? So uh, the way this works is, um, if you haven't heard an episode before, uh, what happens is at the end of every episode, we talk about the question that was given to us by the previous guest. And we'll both answer the question. And then you'll give me a question to ask the guest next week, yeah. but you also have to give your own answer to your own question. I can't ask the woodchip question. You cannot ask the woodchip question. <laughs> um, and the woodchuck question. Damn it. Um, no, okay. So it's here's a 21st century spin on what we've all come to know and love. Oh, I see. I see. Um, so here is the question that was given to us by James Anderson. Okay, James Anderson. Uh, last week, like a fake James Anderson is the host of Blink and You'll Miss It. And also the co-host of Unabashedly Obsessed. Um, but wow. James gave us the question of, if you could either go backwards in time or go forward in time, uh, without there being some sort of weird paradox of meeting yourself. Yeah, but I'm... Go- okay, I got a whole bunch of questions for James here. I know. And we'll leave we'll leave these decisions up to Colin Parker. Um, uh, one beloved and adored... By all. And blessed Colin Parker. Oh, thank you. Blessed all the belt, if we know what I'm okay. talking about. It's not a family show, is what I've come to understand. Um, you said you had a question. What was the question? I have multi- I have 100 questions. Okay. Okay, so they say there's no consequence. What if I wanted there to be a consequence? Am I going back in time simply to observe and ex- No, no, no. So I'm not, I'm, I haven't finished the question, though. Oh, so yes, you thing. have finished no. the question. If you could go back in time These or are merely time statements. Without... Uh, without there being some sort of like paradox of having met yourself, um, which would you prefer to do? Like go back in time or go forward in time? And there's the question. Boom. Right and there. either no, no, no. And what would you like say to yourself or ask yourself? You could even uh, ask a question. So I'm I'm traveling separately from my my life's arc. There's still a me. If I go forward in time, mm-hmm. I could communicate with me if I wanted to, or I could right, go a hundred right. years in the future where I don't exist. James, uh, the, no, the idea is to meet your either your future uh, or past self. Oh, it's all strictly about the self. Right, right. James is an American, isn't he? <laughs> well, yes. I mean, he lives in Virginia. James, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the people down in Virginia. Anybody Said by below, a man who lives in Virginia. Who's that? You. James? Oh, me. Oh, yes. I don't like anybody that lives in Virginia. <laughs> and I'm including me. I don't like anybody. Okay, if I had to go back in time and tell, if I were to tell myself anything, then I could car- I'd carry that with me through. Yeah, yeah, you would remember it. Yeah, could I only tell myself? And so the so it's the Dylan and the it's the Dylan that's still existing there that could would be the person of consequence, not the me that's traveling. Such a hypothetical. Now that I think about it, I know. Yeah. 
so I could carry. I could go back in time to when I was six years old and say, "Hey, look, write this stuff down or whatever." Like nine yeah. eleven's a thing, and <laughs> it's gonna hit you hard, and you're never gonna fully process it, and then you're gonna yeah. try to blame it on things for the rest of your life, and then people will ask, like, "Who died that you knew?" And I'll say. Nobody really per se, and they'll say, "Oh, then why are you using it as an excuse for why you didn't turn in your homework?" Like six <laughs> years later, you know, like I mean, still it's still hitting me pretty hard. But I could only give personal advice, or I could give things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do all sorts of. I mean, like, I could do again, whatever it's, I want. It's your, it's your choice. Oh yeah, clearly, I think that the past is something to go. I'd go into the past, and that would only to be, uh, uh, to serve as uh, somebody who could help with things that might have gone wrong, mm-hmm. and I know that. That would be consequential in hundreds of thousands of ways. You go down every avenue of how right. everything would be changed. You've obviously done enough research, a.k.a. watching movies with time travel, travel subject matter. Uh, yeah, it's called Back I. to the e. Future. Back to the Future. <laughs> Hello. Hello. The fourth dimension is time. Don't accidentally F your mom. Hello. You know Did nobody Hello. watch that? In Disney World, they have the four-dimensional things where they just have yeah. sensations in the in the in the seats, yeah. and then you feel stuff like mists and yeah, things from above. Yeah, because they have a dog. That's not for that's shit. not four D. Four the no. fourth dimension is time, and once again, yeah, you look back to schooling. For me, that's Back to the Future, because they pretty much touch on everything. <laughs> the math, mm-hmm. thirty years. One, two, three, four. Carry the six. Nineteen. I want to say seventy two. <laughs> <laughs> I go back to the past, and it would be con- okay. So it doesn't make sense for me for my response, but it would be consequential. It would there would be consequence to my what I would do. So like, does does that not make sense? Well, no. What it, what it means is like so. There's always this like weird thing in science fiction where it's like, oh, you can't meet your past self because if you do, there would be like a paradox and like the time continuum. You will, both like, just catch on fire. Basically, Seems that's, to make eye contact. That is kind of like that's kind of what they always allude to. But like the idea is that like if you could meet yourself without there being some sort of like the world ends because of it. You know what I mean? Like what would, cause that's the idea, right? Either you're going backwards in time to tell yourself, I mean, here's what I, I'm imagining, right? Obviously his question is very open-ended, but I imagine that the way anyone in this world would ever work is if they were to go back in time, they're going to tell themselves, Hey, don't do this one thing or be sure to look out for blank or just don't even get involved with this person or with this item or whatever. Right. Because the idea is that maybe they have a regret that they want to change. But if you're going into the future, the idea is you're going, how did I turn out? Like, what's going on? Like, you know, so it's like, if I'm in a good place, like, tell me how to make sure I get there. But if I'm in a bad place, I need to know what I did wrong so I can, you know what I mean? So it's either you're trying to fix a past thing or you're trying to make sure that your future is intact. Uh, it's certainly, there'd be violence involved with the interaction no matter what. You think you're going to fight yourself? It wouldn't be a fight. Um, I would attack myself from behind. No matter what, it's just something that therapeutically I think I need to get out of the way, and they keep <laughs> just sucker punch like seven year old you, and just. <laughs> um, I think that if I were get to go back in time, um, you could tell yourself, you know, to you know, you could stop yourself. If this was all a personal thing, this mm-hmm. wasn't about worldly issues or anything like that. I go back in time and probably tell myself things that I regret now that right. I did. Um, a lot of my time on this earth, I think I spent regretting certain events that maybe weren't my fault, and that was the first half of my life. And so if I were to uh, maybe be able to avoid things that actually were my fault, that'd probably be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, going into my... I could only see going into uh, the future to laugh at myself and then uh, uh, be myself to death. Dylan. 
I'm serious. For not having gone back in time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me ask you this. What do you think that if that... I pre- if I if this would be press the wrong button scenario. Only. Right, right. So let me ask you this. How would that crime scene be operated? They would be like, we've got some very disturbing DNA evidence, sir. It's like, what's wrong? It's like, well, the there's man no, was clearly beat no. to death. They're like, okay. And so what's the DNA say? The man beat himself to death. It's like... Son, that's not possible. Well, they wouldn't be looking for anybody. It'd be beautiful. And then Stuart would come forward and be like, actually, I could maybe perhaps explain this. Like, Stuart, go oh, my, back. Well, naturally, speaking of death, my worst fear, and, and you know, no uh, explanation, <laughs> my worst fear in the world is I, have, I do have certain allergies, and uh, they're anaphylactic allergies, mm-hmm. or they're, they're, um, they're life-threatening things, that I, foods I avoid. And uh, I think my worst fear would be I live alone with two cats who don't know CPR or how to call 911. <laughs> and um, my worst fear are easily in terms of humiliation and uh, death would have to be eating something I was allergic to all alone, dying. And then when they came across me, they'd say, who did this? It was nobody. It was like a cashew or something. <laughs> No, like well, how do you write where, that? Where ab- the cashew how do you from? write that obituary? Somebody clearly baked me a banana bread, Colin. Keep up. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> I thought that the only I didn't think that that'd be something I'd have to mention, but pff, you threw in very expensive tray nuts into <laughs> the bread. Classy. Are you happy? That's so funny. I'm fucking dead. I've my I've expired. I have perished. And that's my prediction for how I'd find myself in the future, I guess. Okay. Oh, he ate a damn cashew and turned into mush in the shower. <laughs> um, if this is how I go to the cycle. I know. This is, yeah. I mean, and this is a question that like, you know, and I had said to, I can't remember if I said it on air. I don't know or, how much this is going to be usable, to be honest, but go on. Oh, you're fine. Um, I don't remember if I said it on air or off air last week, um, or last episode rather, but like, you know, my whole thing was I was like, you know, I've been trying not to deal in what ifs uh, because I have a very bad history of focusing on what ifs like way too much. Um, that's a, uh, that's a, a problem I think a lot of people um, have nowadays. Right. You know, it's yeah. a lot of anxiety in people, I think. Of it's very true. Overthinking. Yeah. I mean, and I've, I mean, I've always had this really bad past of just like, Sorry. Um, just I've had a. I, it no, I've had a, just now. Yeah, no, no. no. I, that actually is true. I saw something that looked not right on the soundboard. Like five hours. We've been and for talking. one second, I was like, oh my what God, did, wait, didn't did I not right? get anything? What, what didn't look right? Uh, this little switch, I thought that, that was this switch. And I was like, oh my God, these mics aren't on. Well, we know a certain intern that'd be fired. Yeah, Stuart, I'm... I'd be like, God damn it, Stuart, you're done. Can I have another drink? Yes, Paul. Okay, thank you very thank much. Thank you. Thank you, Stuart. Stuart um, is of. Um, North Carolina descent. Yep. Um, so here's here's my <laughs> yep. Uh, here's here's my my issue. Right. Part of me feels like I've spent so much time telling myself like if I could go back in time, I would tell myself not to do this or not to get involved with this person or whatever. Right. All, all sorts of things. Or when this situation arrives, don't do this. Do this instead. Right. An elephant in the room, Dylan. What? Uh you're one of those people. No, 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 no. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. If you were, you wouldn't be on the show right now. You know what I'm saying? It's um, taken me a, a long time and a lot of work to become a bad pen pal. <laughs> um, but, and part of me does still sort of want to do that, though. Like, 
even though I, I deal too much in those what ifs, part of me does want to go back in time, probably to like, probably around high school time, um, and tell myself a, a number of things. One of them, though, the main one being that, especially in high school, you don't have to try and make everyone like you. Um, it's okay to be, like, you can be funny, but like, you don't have to try and force it. Because then when you're funny in one situation and then you go into another classroom and suddenly you're like, okay, I'm a leader of this of this space, whatever. Like, don't feel bad either about like people not liking you in general. In general, though, just, just don't feel bad about people not liking you. Like, I think that we put so much stress on ourselves, especially in our teenage years, to have everybody like us. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I think a lot of my past would be, like, me going to my past is me telling myself the same thing, right? Like, don't do these regrettable things that you've had. But also, like just learn that certain societal things aren't really on you, you know? Um, but at the end of the day, I think that my real choice would be to go to the future because, um, again, I, I could go into the past to fix some of these issues that I've had, but at the same time, a lot of those things did lead me to where I am today. And as much as I do have some regrets about certain things in my past, I really like where I'm at right now. I'm doing very well. Um, I don't have a job necessarily straight out of college, but... You just graduated a week ago, too, at the same time. <laughs> close to it, yeah. Um, you know, it's just this thing of, like, I've still got plenty of time to get a lot of things figured out, and, and I still have my on. whole life ahead of me. Oh, you got a lot going on, too, right now. Yeah, and I'd like to... So I think that my, my true answer would be to go into the future and just be like, how am I doing? Like, did I... Am I on the right path right now? And if I'm not... What would you suggest that I change so that we don't end up in a position where it's like, oh, uh, I am not anywhere close to where I thought my life would end up, you know? Um, and I think that I would much rather just be focused on moving forward rather than trying to fix my past because that's the idea of the past. It's now behind you. Um, but then again, at the same time, I don't blame anyone who would want to go into their past to change those things. It's just uh, all yeah, about... Yeah, I think that like where whoever you are, and I don't mean like where you are and what job you have and like the girl you're dating or whatever, but mm -hmm. you know, in terms of like spiritual center and like every single way that you process your own thoughts, that's only because of every specific and exact experience you've had in your past. So you'd be a different person entirely if you Absolutely. changed Absolutely. Yeah. And so if you were to go in, into the past or into the future, that being a nonsensical question, James Anderson. Yeah, James Anderson. Yeah. How thank dare you, you? James Anderson, the American. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, so, no, but, but but seriously, yeah. Um, uh, if you if you took yourself into the past, uh, the, the person that you, you'd meet at that present point in time, you know, if you changed your past, it wouldn't be anything close to the the person you were. At the, you know, when you went back in time or whatever. Again, that's a weird thing to explain. But if you were to if you were to meet yourself when you were ten and tell yourself all these things, you wouldn't be anywhere close to the same person. Right. The second that you got back, you, your whole life yeah. would change, and you'd, you'd probably forget everything. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but what about you though? What What's the big question that you want whoever's going to be on the next episode to answer? Me. And it can be a philosophical question or it can be a silly question, but not the woodchuck question. I overthought it at first, and I was going to go for the more philosophical question, like Aristotle once said, <laughs> right? That a man has more in common with his dog than any other human on earth. But <laughs> I was thinking of something philosophical, but yeah, I'll think of something different. You know, 
I had a conversation with someone yesterday, and we yeah. were talking about who we thought had the most cultural influence on the world, single person. And I'm talking modern age, so you don't have to say like you don't have to be a smart smart ass and be like King Tut, because <laughs> they thought the whole world was just Egypt, and everybody knew about King Tut. Mm. Well, King Tut was a little disformed, little inbred fuck, is what I read on Facebook. So we're not talking about King Tut. Tutathin, if we want to call him by right. <laughs> Tut Daniel, little Tutty Junior. Little. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'd say like, who do you think in the <laughs> in the modern West or the modern world? Modern say. world. Okay, so then um, what's your answer? Who do you has, think has? I, I, I guess I'd cop out. I guess I'd cop out. I'd say the Beatles because in terms of their industry, the the music industry. Um, they're also celebrities, so you could say public figures, right. things like that. Every industry that they were about, you know, they just they did kind of evolve. They they even you know if you think of chord structuring, music mm-hmm. theory, they grabbed a lot, pulled a lot. But also, what a lot of people hear now is uh, so they they'll hear the Beatles and they'll say, um, you know, like that doesn't sound so special or that doesn't sound so innovative, inventive. Right. But then when you have to f- further explain to them is that you know within the right context this came before any of all the right. sounds you familiarized yourself with definitely and obviously music would have evolved but it evolved in the specific direction i think it did because of the beatles all four or all three of them i'll, I'll yeah, say all three of them. had their own separate individual personalities all flowing and like it was such a life through on this yeah throughout this whole arc and mm-hmm. And period of this one band, they were one flowing group, but there were so many different individual. Like, John was more of this. He had this jealous side. He had this philosophical mm-hmm. side. He had this protesty side. Blah blah blah. You know, however, whatever single words you'd label him as. And Paul right. McCartney grew up with a lot of like big band or show tune type of records in his parents' mm-hmm. house, and he was very much into the pop. And he was the diplomatic one in the group. Blah blah blah. All he was this very whimsical, you know, whimsical and a little bit lighter than John. Mm-hmm. You know, like you used to always say, like Paul's the Paul's the uh, dog and John's the cat. You yeah. know, of the house. And then George Harrison, very much the quieter one, who in any other band he would have been the genius, but he mm-hmm. was shadowed. Uh, he was in the shadows of John and Paul, these two right. egotistical geniuses within the same band. And so, you know, he had his own spiritualistic journey mm-hmm. with the mystical uh, transcendental meditation, things like that. Got very wrapped up in all that Eastern stuff, uh, whatever single words he used to label him. But it was all kind of flowing within the single group. The way they pushed uh, music production and things like that. I think that that would be my answer. And, and, and you know, the image of a band, first music video, things like you know, You could go on and on. I know a lot of people already understand that type of stuff, but that'd be my answer. Right. Um, I No, I definitely agree with you. I mean, they definitely made a large impact on the music industry. And it's... Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, just like you said, like there are a lot of people who are like, "Oh, that music doesn't sound that special." But I'm always like, "But compared to what was happening at the same time, a lot of like highway pleasantries, and then there was the rock and roll, which right. was based out of three chords, right?" And this just sort of completely bypassed like multiple years. I mean, decades even of of experimenting and everything like that, and just immediately dove into these things. And I mean, like the thing is that what I also have told people is that 
their music also had a large impact on what we hear today, not just on a musical standpoint, but also like the literal context of how we record things. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, the, yeah. they were the first band ever to change how you set up microphones in a room. How you mic things, and then they took the four track player and said, wait, we can plug four, eight, 16 right. tracks into this one track and then put four, six, eight, 12 right. tracks into it. The second, second track, track, yeah. All the way to the four, they had a hundred different tracks, even though really. They were only supposed well, to have... they'd mastered 100 right. tracks, but it was all a four-track play. Oh, right. incredible. And just, I mean, just the genius and, ways that they the went about time. things. That You know, you hear like, oh, I could have sound bits. I could find stock bits of those, like, sounds. But back then, they didn't have any of those. Right. They didn't have any catalog. They didn't have any archive. And they had you nothing, also couldn't just go online and, like, download a sound effect. You had of. to make it. Yeah, it all begins and ends even with the fact that they did all that stuff you hear on uh, actual tapes. Oh, I know. And, and that's the other tapes. thing. Because it was so... Like, you couldn't make a mistake because... Tape was not necessarily forever, but like you could only record so many times before it started to lose, before it started to, to uh, degrade itself, you Absolutely. know? Um, Absolutely. And that's another reason why, especially in the earlier stuff, you hear so many mistakes because they were like, we don't have the money to go back and redo that. You know what I mean? But to me, there's a lot of like even kind of realness in those recordings that you don't get in today. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, in today's music, like everything oh, is super well, artificially today is, today is fixed. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything is, I mean, like, and I'm guilty oh, of it too. If I ever record oh, no. something no, of myself not. singing, you know, I'll do 20 takes until I get it right. But they couldn't do that. Then, we've gotten, you know? like, even in the kitchen, you know, and with food, we've gotten so far away from any kitchen in our eating, you know, mm. like it's all so factory made, pre processed, mm-hmm. prepackaged stuff. And that's all and thanks to the Beatles. Thanks, Paul music, McCartney. With though, with the everyday, okay. everybody's music, we've gotten so far away from any instruments even. You don't need anything mm-hmm. like that. That's true. A lot of you it is very You could download a free software on a computer yep. and create a song. You know, things can, certain genres are very formulaic. We were just talking about that. but mm-hmm. um, I mean, in Myth Takes, a lot of the, like underscoring stuff that I do is just a keyboard with uh, like, different you know, MIDI sounds and stuff like that. You even talk about this is an age, ni- early 1960s, when uh, segregation was ending and integration of schools, pools, other public places was becoming a very uh, accelerated movement. You know, that was happening at the time. started around 54, 55. And that civil rights movement was well on its way by that point. Um, the Beatles, you know, at, when the Beatles started, they were playing music that they'd been they didn't been inspired by American mm-hmm. blues and folk bands. Those were all African American artists. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, in Britain and America, but mostly Britain, where they started, they weren't even playing. And a lot of people, oh, it's so surreal our age to hear this, but they weren't playing race music, is what right. they called it, which was any music recorded by a black artist. That'd be R and B type of music, rock. They wouldn't even play it. Right. And so the Beatles made it fashionable for more than one type of music to be played on the radio. That alone is, you know, more ev- revolutionary than any other artist. You know, it's the law of diminishing returns. Are you familiar with the, mm-hmm. what that is? Oh, yeah. The law of diminishing returns, you know. I use the iPhone as an example. You mm-hmm. know? The first few steps are leaps and bounds, you know, right. but then it becomes more refined, more, you know, right. some people call them small changes or improvements, but they're more refined things. You know, you're not right. making the leap and bound that you were, but you're perfecting at that point. It's not as much. Yeah, they bad. haven't had a major, like, like a major, major change since, like, maybe th- either between three and four or four and five. I can't remember which one, but like that was probably the last time they actually had a actual breakthrough, if you will, on what technology. Do you mean? Terrible breakthrough. They took my damn audio jack away, my headphones I know. jack. Oh! And for whatever reason, they think that that's quote unquote innovation. So. Oh! Oh my God. Stewart! 
Stewart, bring back my auxiliary cable. That'd be my answer in, in terms of single person. Or I sure. guess I could cop out again and make a second answer. I could say James Dean, you know, kind of revolutionized. After the, rev after the World War uh, ended, World War II, mm -hmm. things were happy, things were pleasant. And 20-year-olds uh, realized in the suburbs and everything that for the first time in American history, or maybe world history, they had nothing to complain about. <laughs> yeah. And so that brought about a certain restlessness within the youth. Mm -hmm. And at that time, within the radio, within TV, all forms of media, everything was written for and directed for uh, the public audience of uh, middle-aged uh, suburban people, mm -hmm. pretty much. Nothing was for the kids. Uh, every movie was directed for uh, an, a, a, you know, an adult audience. Everything, every bit of TV, every production, everything. So there was no... You know, if the common popular music was rock music at the time, they weren't playing rock at the Oscars like they do now. Right. They were playing big band symphony type of stuff right. still. It was very formal. And they kind of, James Dean with the whole, oh, you know, youth, you know, we're cha all chasing youth, a rebel without a cause. And that's exactly what that was describing, rebel without a cause. Right. You know, nothing to fight against. Um, after the bliss that day. In a way, kind of like World rebelling just to rebel. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And he kind of created that. You know, Marlon Brando had a big part in that, too. Um, so I'd say maybe right around that, that period would be the biggest period. But, you know, at the same time, I could see Andrew Carnegie being the person, you know, who revolutionized business. You know, I wouldn't know what he, who, whoever the next person is. I'd like to be sure. interested in that. I feel you. Thinking what, um, what well, thank you said. so much, Dylan, for joining us here on the Bad Pen Pal. It's been a lot of fun. We'll have you come. Well, come I'm back. in your own. I'm in your own home, and it's a very beautiful home, Colin. Well, thank you. I mean, it's not actually my home, but you know, you, you know, you know how it is. You know how family works. Oh, it's still the banks. Got to pay that mortgage off. Yeah, Got to pay that six more years. <laughs> Only till the day I die. That's right. That's right. And I'll then my kids will pay it off, right? They'll take the pennies off your dead eyeballs yeah. and your dead eyelids. Um, so, Dylan, <laughs> if people want to find you on the internet, where can they find you? You know, go ahead and plug why whatever it is you why want. Why would they find me on the internet? Well, I doubt you want them to come find you in real life, necessarily. Oh, please, like, please do. And... Please do. My address and social security number <laughs> as well. Um, no, I mean, uh, we haven't really talked about any of my artistry or anything, so kind of a weird thing to plug no but. i mean hey we're all oh you here. can find me in on facebook or the yellow pages or whatever you know dylan brockway that was a keyboard artist. i see stewart stewart can you I put that no sound effect in i only have the touch screen i asked for the regular keyboard today Stu. don't get familiar with him don't don't, don't call him Stu. Yeah. That, that makes him think he has a friend in fact let's not even do the first name basis okay stewart what's his last name uh, Johannesburg. Oh, Nabanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadanchadan
He does a hard work. He's here eight hours a day, and we don't even pay the motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Um, but anyway, so thank you so much, Dylan, for joining us. Um, I can't believe that was the whole segment. That's just how we talk normally. Pretty much, yeah. Um, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram now, Colin, at Colin yeah. M. Parker, C-O-L-I-N-M-P-A-R-K-E-R. Colin's on the Twitter and the book face. Uh, right. Uh, and you can also find uh, the Scavengers Network at Scavengers Net on Twitter, Scavengers Network on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we do have a new website coming. It should be out, I think, by the time this episode airs. And if so, I will put the link in the description just because <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's going to be live yet or not. Is this going to um, air? <laughs> Oh no! This will air. Don't worry. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, so, and just like I said, you know, we're part of the Scavengers Network. So make sure that you check out all the other great shows like Spooky Spouses, Academy Outcast, Historical Hotties. Um, the uh, I, I must say the Bad Pen Pal. What are the Bad Pen Pal? Journey Under Thirty, EQ and A, uh, State Your Case. Did I say Academy Outcast? Academy Outcast and uh, Myth Takes. Um, so as always. Uh, oh, actually, before I go, I also should remind you of when the next episode is. So, this episode is airing on July 10th, so that means that the next episode is coming to you on July 24th. Uh, so, we will see you then. At the interview. Yeah, yeah. No, so we'll see you on the next episode of uh, Bad Pen Pal. As always, I'm Colin Parker. My name is Dylan Brockwood. And I'll write you back soon. Yeah.